to the Starfighter Podcast. Welcome back to the Starfighter Podcast, where we talk about everything nerdy here on the channel. And of course, tonight we are going over our Falcon and Winter Soldier Episode 2 spoiler-heavy review. As always, your two co-hosts, Dom and Jake. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Yeah, another another great episode. Looking forward to talking about it some more. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to talk about it as well. We do have a special guest. He's running a little bit late, but he will be here. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. Um, but before we get started, if you're not already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Continue to support us here on our YouTube channel, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, all the different platforms, you know, continue to show your support that way. Leave a like, leave a comment, join the conversation. We'd appreciate hearing from you and uh, seeing what you picked out of this episode, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy. Uh, we want to hear about it. But all right, let's get right into it. So um, let's just go over our first initial thoughts on this episode. Jake, what do you think about it? Yeah, that was good. Uh, another good episode. I think I liked the first one a little bit more just because it got into, you know, their personal lives and everything like that. But with only six episodes, you know, you got to imagine that they're going to get the action started pretty quickly, which they did. And that's not a bad thing at all. But it was definitely a lot of cool scenes and introducing new characters, which is pretty interesting. I'm trying to figure out, you know, who's good and who's bad in this whole thing has been pretty cool to see but yeah another really good episode totally agree with all that um i did want to ask did you ever feel like at times maybe even a little bit in episode one that it kind of drug on a little bit with trying to provide maybe a little too much context almost like they could trust the audience a little bit more you know what i mean um because i feel like the majority of the audience watching it is going to be those diehard marvel fans i mean there's definitely going to be more casual fans but what do you think about that yeah, I could see that a little bit. And it, it is strange that anybody would watch this without seeing Endgame. <laughs> uh, I don't understand yeah. why you would. Just my personal preference, I like to have all the context. Uh, so in case anybody missed it, Captain America, well, he retired, but everybody thinks he's dead. Um, and so, yeah, they definitely did set that up a lot more. Um, of course, everything has to tie back into the events of Endgame with the blip and everything like that. Obviously, something on that level doesn't just get brushed away. So they definitely do bring it up like in WandaVision in this show, which is fine. But yeah, people like us uh, definitely know what's going on. But yeah, I can see how it kind of drags a little bit. Right, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think we would probably just get right into it. Um, I echo all, all the things that you said. I thought it was great. I need to watch it maybe one more time, see how how I like it compared to episode one. I might be with you, at, um, might be with you there too, and you know, kind of prefer episode one a little bit more. But there were some really cool things, and definitely like some Easter eggs too that you know will give us um, a lot of things to speculate on and some predictions for later. So let's let's go ahead and get started. We can start with this opening. Um, we've got John Walker stepping into the role of the new Captain America. He's um, given the speech at his old high school and he's doing the Good Morning America show. What are your thoughts on this opening scene? And um, now that we have a little bit more um, from John Walker, what are your thoughts on him, his character 
as far as being, um, you know, a genuine person, his motives behind this role. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see it start out like this, um, you know, with becoming Captain America. I wasn't too clear on how many days or how much time had passed between episode one and two, because he seems pretty established as in, in this episode, you know, I, when he was just introduced in the last one. Um, but he didn't look as bad in this episode because I felt like just that shot last time was terrible. I mean, it, it just did not look right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's nice to learn about him a little bit more. Uh, I really enjoyed that scene of him uh, with the footage of him, like practicing with the shield and everything. Um, yeah. And it really makes you wonder like who he is because obviously nobody, including fans and Buck and Falcon don't want anybody to replace Captain America. That's just kind of how it is. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad guy. Um, I think throughout this episode, he showed a little bit of cockiness at times, but generally trying to do the right thing. Um, and as far as we know from his origin in that little briefing in the beginning of the episode, he's just a solid guy, good soldier, uh, top marks in all of his classes and everything. He's got you know, his friend, his girl, and just seems like a pretty nice, normal guy. And so I'll be interested to see how his character develops from here on out. Yeah, definitely. And I, I agree too. you know, he, his motives do seem good for the most part, kind of trying to do the right thing. Um, at the same time, I feel like there were a couple of little moments that kind of hint at um, there being um, some kind of um, ulterior motive and maybe um, maybe he could be uh, bad again. I, I think my theory last week was maybe him and, and Zemo could be tied together somehow. But I guess we'll see and we'll get more into that later. It, it was uh, really interesting, you know, that, that opening shot. And it was good to, to get more from his character and learn a little bit more about him. I thought that was really nice. Um, and yeah, we can go ahead and move on now to where Bucky finally meets up with Sam. I really enjoyed this scene as well. We see Sam, he's on his way out on his mission to go and um, he's investigating the uh, flag smashers. So he's going to try and go and like intercept them. But we get this, this scene with them, finally this reintroduction um, where they meet up after not seeing each other, but it's probably been months, I would assume. You know, Bucky's kind of been dodging his uh, text messages a little bit, but he meets up. Bucky's obviously not happy. You know, he, he's holding on to some anger, some resentment, it seems like, because he doesn't agree with Sam giving up the shield. Well, we understand more of why he feels like that later on, um, which I think I think is important. But how did you like this scene, Jake, and, um, you know, they're, they're meeting up again here? Yeah, I thought uh, Bucky was really good in this scene. Just, again, getting into more of his feelings about this. Um, he did definitely have words on it later in the episodes about why he's upset with um, Sam giving up the shield. Um, I always kind of thought maybe he was upset that he didn't get it in the first place, but there's reasons why and everything like that. Um, but yeah, he he's definitely has a right to be upset about the whole new Captain America too. I, I liked how during his interview um, in the beginning, he's, he says that although he never met Steve Rogers that he feels like a brother to him when oh, yeah <laughs> and Bucky's watching Bucky's that and so it's mad. like they they were basically brothers and for him to say that you know it definitely irks him 
But yeah, he's like, don't even right now, right. man. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, just them meeting up. I, I do like their relationship. Like you were saying, they probably haven't seen each other in a while, but they just they dislike each other, but they're cool going along with each other because they both have the same intentions. Um, and it really makes for a good friendship and team up. And I really enjoyed that in the episode. Yeah, me too. And later on, the hint at them having to team up temporarily and then kind of give this idea of, of them like parting ways. But it's it's my guess that they're going to team up and then kind of realize that, you know, um, that they're more more alike than they thought and maybe more like brothers, too, uh, in that sense. And that um, they'll probably um, continue to work together. But that that's my guess. Yeah, I could definitely see that, um, you know, just going forward in the future of Marvel, whether one of them takes up the mantle of Captain or not. I, I could definitely see them both being leaders, at least in the in the way that Cap was, that he kind of involves in the politics and working with the governments and everything like that, whereas Iron Man on the other side is doing his own thing, basically. But I could definitely see them being a leader in that way, uh, maybe being in charge of the new headquarters if they have one. I, I believe they still... Yeah. Oh, no, that got destroyed in the end of Endgame, didn't it? That's where the final battle was. But I'm sure they'll build a different headquarters. They're always the headquarters. Um, but anyways, I could see them, you know, taking the lead in that being the ones to train the new guys, stuff like that. Um, but I think moving forward, yeah, I think, I think they're together for the long haul. That's for sure. Totally. Well, Hey, our special guest is here. So uh, oh, snap, bring, let him in. We bring him on board. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> here we go. All right. Waiting for the face reveal here. Oh, there he goes. There he is. Sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries, man. If only that already... one person wouldn't have gotten in the accident, then I actually would have been able to show up here. No worries. Well, no problem. We, we just finished, so. Oh, I great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and goodbye. So, yeah, on behalf of the Starfighter podcast, we welcome our special guest, Hayden Galbraith. Um, a, little, a little fun fact, as, you know, a lot of our viewers might have noticed, most of our special guests are related to me in, in some some capacity and uh there's no exception here with hayden um we are related by marriage hayden yep. is my sister-in-law's nephew so i don't know if you want to say nephew-in-law that's probably the closest closest term you'd you'd I use i prefer but... cousin because it makes me feel okay. older but <laughs> <laughs> we're related yep, yep. Right. but but in any case we're, we're friends, we're family, and it's good to hang out over Zoom, um, hang out with you on the podcast. So thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. So we've already started, um, you know, gone over a couple points already, but let's go to you, Hayden, and ask you about like your initial thoughts on this episode two. Yeah, so I mean, I'll be honest, episode one, I, it, it felt like really standard. Like, I didn't feel like there was any like, big thing happening but episode two for me at least I was starting to like understand the show a whole lot more I like the uh what is it the flag snap flag smashers smashers yeah Yeah. smashers yeah (laughs) um well I think that's something we'll end up talking about here soon but um I think a little background into them was super cool so overall I liked the episode a lot 
a lot more than the first episode. <laughs> really? So nothing really stood out to you in episode one? I mean, it, it I don't know. I mean, know. that, that, that flight <laughs> scene, the action scene in the beginning is really the good. The action scene was good, but I, I don't know. I'm just not like a, there was like nothing that like really caught my attention. There, you know, gotcha. it, it felt like kind of just like I'm watching like three quarters of the way through a Marvel movie. Like, what, I don't know. It, it didn't like speak to me as at, at least not as much as the second episode. So I'm glad the second. Episode yeah, no worries. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard a lot of people like episode one better and a lot of people like episode two better. So that's that's totally cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I think both are great. So where we are right now, we just finished up talking about how Bucky, you know, is reintroduced to Sam. And, you know, now Bucky is going to help Sam on his mission to intercept the Flag Smashers. So they chase after them and we have the, another fight scene here on top of these trucks. And so Jake, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think about this fight sequence? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was cool. Uh, I did like before they even got there, Bucky pulls the whole cap routine of jumping out of a plane without a parachute. That was great. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, it doesn't have the superhero landing like cap does, but no, the fight scene was cool. They definitely, you know, underestimated, who these people were um i they, like in the last episode they thought that that one big guy was their leader um but it seems like the girl is in this episode or at least the leader of this squad here but yeah that was definitely interesting to see it turn from her being the hostage i think we kind of knew she was one of them um but yeah and then i didn't necessarily expect new cap and uh battlestar to show up um and they actually held their own, surprisingly. I thought they would, like... I thought Battlestar was dead. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect much of them. I didn't really expect them to hold their own. They did okay. Uh, they had some close calls. But, yeah, a pretty cool sequence of events here. Yeah, I mean, in the end, they all kind of get it handed to them. So Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, Hayden, what do you think about this fight scene? So, opposite of Jake, I did not think that she was... And the, I mean, I thought she was actually a hostage. I'm not, I'm not very good at like, oh, I, I see it coming. I'm more of like, a, let me just watch and see what happens. So I didn't at all. I was like, what, you know, it's just another twist in the plot. But then when she kicked him out of the truck, kicked Bucky out of the truck, I was a little more, <laughs> understood it a little more. I thought it, I thought it yeah. was a, a super cool way to introduce the, the flag smashers as a whole, like, you know, working working together and it wasn't like they all show up at one time like they're all kind of a part of each other one's in the truck some are driving so I I thought it was really cool yeah and I think that they said that they had like on board the trucks like medicine right yeah vaccine and I was like oh how applicable (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) almost like they planned that huh Uh -huh. right (laughs) going back to more scenes with the flag smashers we see that they they're kind of like this super soldier family um and we get this other scene of you know them gathering together and like some kind of like either house or bunker almost um and you know they're kind of getting taken care of um with with food and being able to sleep and you know um get on the computer try and you know plan out their next move but um Jake, what do you think about this scene? And now we have a little bit more context and, and background 
for them. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see. Um, I, I do enjoy it when Marvel kind of gets into these villains who aren't necessarily bad people. Uh, they're just kind of going about things the wrong way. But um, yeah, it seems like they're basically just trying to help out the little guy, which makes sense, you know, with the governments of the world coming back after the blip. Uh, there's not necessarily going to be equality. And that's kind of what they're searching for. Um, but it was interesting to see, you know, how they interact with each other, that they're not just a bunch of brutes being terrorists and trying to change the world that way. Uh, they are, like you said, like a family and they each have their own skills, which is cool to see. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to go into more of their characters and especially um, the names that's escaping me on the girl's name, but more of, but yeah, like, uh, you know, her backstory, I would have to guess she went through something traumatic to put her in this place in the first uh, place. But yeah, it's definitely uh, pretty interesting to see their goals and everything so far. Yeah, definitely. Aiden, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I think it's, I mean, right as they introduce the, the group going into the house and the husband and wife are like, oh, we made you our finest chicken livers. And it was like immediately... <laughs> you no longer viewed the group as like some terrible villain organization because, you know, what terrible villain organization is invited to eat chicken livers with this, with this couple <laughs> there that seems so nice and giving. So I think of Thanos in the sense of like, Thanos was a villain, yet his goal was like, he had a point, like, his, you know, wipe out half of, half of everybody and then you know all of the universe's resources are more balanced so i think the way like jake was saying these villains that like aren't necessarily villains it's just they're going about it the wrong way i think they have a lot of success with that and i think it makes them a whole lot more relatable as a group when they're not some terrible terrible group of people yeah definitely and ironically enough it kind of reminds me of um, some Star Wars stuff because uh, the actress that plays Carly um, plays Infus Nest in the solo movie. But it reminds me, um, their group, the Flag Smashers, kind of remind me of Saw Gerrera and, you know, his band of rebels. But, you know, that uh, particular team that he had, they were extremists. They were still kind of trying to fight for the same cause as the rebels, but they were extremists. And so they ended up fighting against them a few times and i kind of see some similarities with the flag smashers here too like some of their motives are good and like hayden said they're just kind of going about it the wrong way yeah i'm i and now that you say that, it's like a funny memory of like trying to understand Sagarero. like is he a good guy is he a bad guy <laughs> like i yeah. wasn't really quite sure so i i think that definitely you know adds some layers to um Carly's character and some of you know her group and I think that's pretty cool um making them a little bit more re relatable um I think it's always nice to you know not just have like your typical you know standard villain but kind of um have them evolve a little bit and have like the these layers you know where where they have different motives where um you know in some in some respects that they could be seen as good so I think that's cool but now we got this uh this trip to Baltimore you know, Bucky and Sam, they're over there and Bucky wants to introduce Sam um, to this new character that we get. 
Um, and this is a really cool Easter egg, you know, doing my research, learned a little bit more about that. But uh, Bucky takes Sam to meet Isaiah Bradley, played by Carl Lumley. Now, in the in the comics, Isaiah Bradley takes on the role of Captain America at one point. So it's called back to, to him. And then his son, Eli, who opens the door, he becomes in the comics Patriot, who is the leader of the Young Avengers. And so we're getting these little Easter eggs. And it's really cool because, um, as we've seen, even in WandaVision, it looks like they could definitely be setting up Young Avengers. We have Speed and Wiccan. Now we have uh, this um, brief introduction with Patriot. And then um, Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series coming later this year. So um, I'll throw it back over to Hayden. What do you think about this scene? You know, this character, uh, kind of this emotional moment with him as well. Uh, what do you think about all this and the Easter eggs? I thought it was cool a little, a little bit before that, you know, when um, the kids on the street were, my dad, my dad tells me to call you um, Black Falcon. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, I think it's interesting when, sorry, this is kind of on time. I'm, I'm getting to what you're saying, but when they, um, no, go ahead. when they're able to kind of one tie in current events in the world um, and then being able to go into the situation of like the past. So, you know, Bucky walks in there and then it's like, like you were saying this emotional kind of emotional reunion um, for, for lack of a better term. Um, I think it adds like suddenly like there's this new layer of depth like there's this whole story that we know nothing about that you know it would be cool you could have a whole show on the relationship between those two characters you know yeah and, and I like when they when they set things up like that because there's all these like I wouldn't call them holes but like there's all these spots for um just total expansion and you know the easter eggs i think are really cool because you don't know that stuff unless you read the comics unless you are really really invested in all that stuff so i think it's almost like an homage to the people who who know all of that stuff and then it's like the cool little things of like hey i know that but nobody else knows that <laughs> you know i think yeah. that's super cool but um kind of coming full circle like with, with it being in this neighborhood um you know it's like how how did Isaiah end up there and what what's just the whole story and the this social situation in that area so I I don't know I thought that was just a really cool moment because it it makes it real you know realer than just like here's this flying guy called Falcon and this guy with vibranium arm <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, going along with um, your points there, Hayden, I'll throw it over to Jake and uh, maybe you can tell me your thoughts on, you know, um, this character of Isaiah Bradley, you know, his relationship to Bucky because he knew him formally when Bucky was working under Hydra control. And so um, they were, you know, at odds with each other. Uh, they were rivals at one time. And then afterwards, after I think you said after the war, um, he was faced with, you know, all this mistreatment from the government again, like he brought out, um, we see, you know, these real, real life problems that we have, um, today, you know, with injustice and all that. Um, 
and again, you can touch on the Easter eggs as well, Jake, but tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I think you guys very well covered uh, basically what I was getting from this scene, but it kind of fell out of place. Um, like they didn't really accomplish much by going there in the first place. So there's always a reason for these scenes, right? Uh, but I definitely agree with what you were saying about uh, Eli becoming Patriot and be- joining the Young Avengers. I could definitely see that happening. Uh, it, it does obviously seem like they're setting up for that, which I think would be pretty cool because so far, so good. I think they've all been very interesting. Um, but yeah, it definitely does, you know, like you're saying, have real world tie-ins. Um, that's definitely um, a plot point in the first episode as well with Falcon and his family dealing with what they are. Um, and I think it really does have an old overarching theme of the show because isn't that what the Flag Smashers want? They want equality, basically, um, for just putting it simply. So really then, it seems like they're on the same side in a way because they're definitely trying to help these less fortunate ones. So I think it'll be interesting to see once Sam finds out their motives. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think he'd be enticed to join somebody like them, but he'll definitely be able to see their point of view and what they're trying to accomplish. Definitely agree. Um, a little fun fact about the actor, Carl, that plays um, Isaiah. Um, he's in a lot of shows i don't know if you guys have seen him before but he's in a lot of like sci-fi and superhero stuff um and also you know being a fan a a dc fan as well he voices um martian manhunter in just in the justice league uh cartoons a few times so it's kind of cool nice nice and uh what hayden was saying about the whole black falcon thing i i do think that is a reference because in the comics uh, he, um, this character Isaiah was called Black Captain America. <laughs> they just put Black before his name, and so I, I feel like right. that's a little little hint to that character, which was kind of funny because um, I just liked how Sam handled it. You know, talking to these kids and everything, it was a good scene. So then, following that up, you know, um, the cops come out. They end up arresting Bucky because um, you know he didn't show up for his last therapy session. That's the whole deal that that they made, you know, they pardoned Bucky, but, you know, the terms are is that he has to be there for therapy. Um, you know, he can't skip out, skip out on that. And so, you know, he gets arrested and ironically who's there to bail him out is John Walter. It was kind of funny too, um, to see that. And then also immediately after that, you know, the doctor, uh, shows up his therapist and, and says that she needs to have a meeting with with Bucky and Sam. Um, and I, I thought this was a really, a really funny scene. Um, definitely had a lot of humor, but then towards the end, it, it also, um, again, got a little bit serious too. So really good mix here in, in this scene. But Hayden, what do you think about this interaction, this therapy session that they have? Well, you know, I know that therapist compared, you know, I use this tactic with my married the couples that I help counsel. I thought it was funny, like when they're talking about, you know, that they're going back and forth and just how Bucky feels about Sam giving up, giving up the shield and all of that. And it was like, you know, there was kind of through the episode, kind of this tension, obviously between, between Bucky and Sam. And it was like that therapy session, they got to talk it out. So I, I, I just thought it was funny overall that she used marriage techniques and then 
here they are talking like a like a married couple sharing the feelings <laughs> right jake what do you think yeah i thought it was really good um you know they definitely interact the same way that they did in civil war which was a highlight of that movie for sure so really glad that they were able to keep that going and then yeah like we talked about a little bit why bucky is so upset with this um you know saying that he feels that if he was wrong about sam then he's definitely wrong about or captain america was wrong about him um after you know everything that he's been through we know cap never gave up on him um so he definitely still needs that reassurance you know from captain america even though he's passed and now kind of from sam which is like although they're not too good of friends it's basically his only friend he's got besides uh the old Asian dude. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely help talking it out. And Yori. Yeah. Yori. Yori. Shout out yeah. to Yori. Best character in the show so far. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> we need more Yori. That was why episode one was better. But, no, yeah, I it, liked him. It, it, was, it was a really good scene for sure. Definitely. So, after this, John Walker tries to get them all before them to team up again because um, he tries to, you know, team up with them after um they get their butts kicked from the flag smashers so you know they're they're still not having it like no we're not gonna work with you and so um then he's like all right well then you guys need to stay out of my way and so i was telling you jake earlier we're kind of like questioning his motives a little bit we're we're starting to see for the most part looks like you know he's trying to do things right um, but there were a couple little scenes. So there was this, and then there was also when he's talking to Sam, when John's talking to Sam and, and, uh, he says that he, he could really use, um, Cap's, um, sidekick or, or whatever, not sidekick, <laughs> but something to that effect. Um, and Sam's like, it's always that last line, you know? Um, but so there's a couple just like little things that I don't know, I feel like are, are hinting to him maybe not being a good guy um but yeah i wanted to get your guys thoughts on that jake did you want to say anything more to that yeah it'll be interesting because i mean i don't have high expectations that he'll be part of the mcu moving forward that's just kind of my feeling on it but yeah it would be a little strange to see him go full supervillain. um i don't know it'll be interesting to see whether you know, like we were talking about before, if he happens to meet up with Zemo and Zemo can get in his head a little bit, um, who knows? Maybe he won't be alive by the end of this show. But yeah, I think there's definitely something there that's going to cause him to make a mistake in some way, whether it's, um, you know, he definitely wants to become Captain America. Maybe he's tempted to take uh, the Super Soldier Serum and join the Flag Smashers in that sort of way just to get stronger. Um, because yeah you can't really decap without that part <laughs> but yeah overall not necessarily a terrible guy but maybe we're just looking into it too much because i think we all expect him to be bad in a way because he's taking over for cap but yeah he's definitely an interesting character so far i like what it's given us in far as terms of like trying to speculate who he's going to be and what he's going to turn into yeah, I have something more to say on on that, but um, yeah, great points. And um, Hayden, did you have anything you want to mention? So, I mean, I guess I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like he has this arrogance, you know, when he walked into the 
into the or was that was that the the police office the department yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 when when the therapist was like you know how did he get out and you know he does the he points to himself and so he has this arrogance over everybody else but like he knows he's not captain america and so it's like these the flag smashers have all of the you know this this serum and it's like i i was gonna say like you it's like it's just there that he's gonna take it he's gonna figure out a way to get it um in my opinion because who wouldn't want to live up to him and you know he's saying on the good morning america you know trump i shadowed him and i you know i've done my best and i feel like he's my brother even though i've never met him (laughs) you know and so i would say the same thing i don't know if he's gonna go full bad guy but there's some there's something not (laughs) quite right it seems like to me like something's gonna happen and he's either gonna end up being the villain and and Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be with the Flag Smashers because they realize they're not all that bad. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think the way it's being painted right now is what it's going to end up being, in, you know, through the show. Definitely. I want to touch more on the serum in a minute, but you reminded me of something. There's definitely this sense of entitlement with his character, which is not at all like uh, Steve Rogers. I feel like it was the complete opposite, especially in the the first captain america movie you know he's just this this humble guy and obviously in the very beginning he never thought that he would become captain america and the symbol of hope and you know get the super soldier serum and become you know bigger and super strong and all this had a lot of humility and complete opposite with uh with john walker so all right we'll move on next to one of our last scenes the flag smashers they're trying to make this getaway and so carly sends out one of her men to um stop the uh power broker and and his men um this is interesting it's also another easter egg too i don't know too much about him but from you know the research that i did this guy is in the comics he's the one that gives john walker the serum and so like we mentioned before that's a a definite possibility you know to to see him end up getting the serum maybe next week next week episode or something like that but um yeah interesting scene they take out that that flag smasher soldier and uh but they the rest of them get away on the the plane jake what do you think about this scene yeah it's pretty interesting just to kind of throw that name out there because uh, I definitely had to do my research on him after it because I didn't know who he was. But yeah, like you were saying, he does uh, give powers to both John and Battlestar. Um, I'm guessing that's where the Flashmasters got their powers from. Possibly they stole it from him and that's kind of why he's after them. I could see that being the case. Um, but yeah, I, I do see him giving it to John at some points. Um but he has kind of an interesting history flex or uh, power broker because he does have the super soldier serum in a way, but it kind of went wrong in his experiments. So he kind of has an exo- exoskeleton to help him move around. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that's what he looks like because we only, you know, got the name drop here. But he, I definitely could see him being more of the true villain in a way. Um, so it's, yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see more about him. We're definitely, you know, getting different sides and different 
uh, groups of really who's the true villain. Are they all bad in their own sort of way? How is it all going to play out? Because now we got Hydra sort of involved at the end here with Zemo and Flag Smashers and Power Broker and his group. So um, how they all tie together is going to be interesting and really who, you know, might turn to the good side. Like I could see the Flag Smashers doing or, you know, who knows, maybe Baron Zemo actually helps him out and is sort of good, but for his own agenda. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that, too. Uh, you made some really good points there. So we'll throw it over to, to Hayden. What do you think? What do you think about this scene? And then, like Jake mentioned, all these different groups starting to stack up, you know, kind of a little bit similar to, you know, some things that they did in WandaVision to just kind of like throw us off. And again, now we're, we're having this speculation on who is the real uh, bad guy. So what do you think of this, Hayden? In my head, the way I see it is Flag Smashers, um, Winter Soldier and Falcon versus John Walker and the Power Broker. Simply because, you know, if they try to follow anything to do with the comics, you know, if Walker gets the serum from Power Broker and then you have Flag Smashers and Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, going against that. The whole, the whole thing ends up feeling kind of like Civil War in the sense of now this new Captain America, everybody's going to look up to the new Captain America. So if Captain America gets you know, linked up with the power broker who's evil, then here again, now we have Falcon who ends up being bad because he's fighting against the new Captain America. You know, so in the sense of like, what was that? The Sokovia Accords, you know, all these, <laughs> all these Avengers end up being criminals because of because of what happens i feel like that could happen again too because falcon and winter shoulder soldier fighting against uh, the new captain america and then it becomes a thing because he made this big deal like i'm i am the government you know <laughs> and it's like you, yeah. you can just see that kind of going going in the way of like now falcon and winter soldier are the bad guys bad guys and they need to figure out how to get back into the into good light some really good points Hayden also um in one of uh one of the trailers you know Bucky says something to Sam like if we're going to do this we're going to do it our way and so I think we're going to see that soon and and what that exactly means um will be interesting for sure um but we move on to basically our final scene um the sequence here where you know, we get back to um, Bucky and Sam and, you know, they're talking about the, the super soldiers and obviously who's going to know about it is Hydra because they're, they're heavily involved in that. Um, as we know from civil war and, and Bucky's background, they decide that they need to go and talk to Zemo. And so we cut to him um, in the prison and that's how the show concludes. Jake, your thoughts on, uh, this last scene yeah um just how it kind of all comes together with zemo and everything like that you could definitely see him being behind this even from prison um definitely a smart guy so yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see do they bring him out of prison is that kind of the whole point is he gets released in order to work with them i think that would be really cool to see the three of them together um especially of how involved Bucky was in that whole thing. Uh, Falcon to a degree, but yeah, Bucky's definitely closer to the whole situation, but yeah, I'm just glad 
he's back and we have another chance to see him because he's kind of underwhelming in a way in Civil War. But I definitely think, you know, he's going to go all out in this show and become a really huge supervillain like he is in the comics. Yeah, Hayden, anything you want to add to that? Same thinking, like, I love Zemo as a villain. I think, you know, another another one of those villains that kind of, in a way, has a relatable reason as to why he did the bad things he did. And one, I just think that's cool. But two, I think he's just underrated as a whole. Like, he was involved a lot behind the scenes. And just because we see him, you know, only in, I guess that's one movie, one, two movies. It's like there, there, he did a lot. There was a lot involved. So I think seeing him, if he became a, a much bigger villain, I think that would be super cool. Yeah, I always like that scene, you know, in Civil War where he's kind of like telling um, Cap, Bucky, and, and Tony, like, you know, his plan and, you know, basically how if he can do something, you know, do some damage from the outside, you know, that's going to that's gonna hurt. But if he is able to intercept them and have them, destroy themselves from the inside and that's gonna last forever the damage that, that happens then it's cool to see you know again how how this villain works how his mind works and you know really you have to uh you have to give him credit there um for being you know really smart but yeah that that concludes the episode and so now we can uh give a couple of predictions before we close out um if you guys have any thoughts on that I know for me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that maybe they do team up with Zemo somehow. And then I think, again, from what we've seen in the trailers, it looks like they're going to um, try to steal the shield back. Bucky and Sam, they're going to try to steal the shield back at some point. So what makes them you know, get to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, he, he has no right. I mean, obviously, they already feel like he has no right, John. Um, hanging on to the shield but like what what sets them over the edge that now they really have to take action and just be like no we're you know we're not taking this anymore um, I think we're going to see that soon and excited to see Sharon Carter return as well yeah so that'll be cool um, I'm thinking that she'll probably end up coming in in this third episode next week so we'll see um, but those are my thoughts uh, Hayden, what what do you think? You have any predictions or speculation on next week or just going forward in general? I mean, you know, we have so many villains. You know, we have the new Cap, we have the Flag Smashers, we have the Power Broker, we have Zemo. It's like there's so many bad guys right now, and I guess I'm just excited to see like who emerges as the as the real villain of you know what who is really driving the plot here and where does it go um you know at the beginning every everything's convoluted because they have to set up the story but um when the real villain gets revealed in whatever way that is i hope it's a cool way one <laughs> but but two i just i'm looking forward to seeing who that is and then and then how the show progresses after that definitely jake anything yeah, there's just a few things that I'd like to see. Um, just kind of to learn how Sharon, you know, fits into this and kind of what she's been doing. Because if I remember correctly, I believe she was kind of on the run after, you know, stealing uh, their equipment and, you know, giving the shields to Captain America before the final fight in Civil War and everything. 
So yeah, she definitely has a role in this as well. Um, and kind of seeing what Zemo has been up to, if, you know, has just been there all the time, if he's been working out a plan and does he realize that he basically caused the snap? I think that's a whole interesting plot point that him tearing the Avengers apart really caused them to lose in the first place. So if there's a reference to that in some way, I think that'd be pretty cool. But um, yeah, going forward with the show, I, I do kind of feel like power broker might be the real bad guy. And then I, I can kind of see it ending since we're getting into all these, you know, real world problems about equality and, and all these systemic issues. It really feels similar um, to black Panther to me where even though Killmonger was the villain, he was basically right. <laughs> uh, he, he was right all along that Wakanda needed to share its resources with everybody. Right. So I, I could see an ending like that where, you know, flag smashers probably end up being disbanded, but Falcon and Bucky understanding that what they were trying to accomplish uh, was really a good thing and how they move forward with their lives, um, you know, trying to affect the world in that same sort of way. I, I could see that happening. And then I, I'd like it if Bucky, you know, I feel like the Winter Soldier, he, he can never be called that. And that was a huge part of, you know, the therapy session in the first episode was that he has to say that he's no longer the Winter Soldier and he's not, you know, a villain anymore. And then we get the reference earlier in this episode to White Wolf again. So I feel like he should just take on that name and become a real hero and kind of step out of the shadows and not be linked to his life as Winter Soldier anymore because I'm sure he doesn't want to remember that either. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and that's interesting that you brought up uh, White Wolf. And so I believe like that's a comic reference as well. I think um, Black Panther, he like kind of has like this adoptive um, white guy. He becomes his brother um and he gives him that name white wolf so um that's pretty cool and yeah i think that'd be cool if he took on that name too um i i still like the name winter soldier but i guess we'll we'll see what they end up doing <laughs> well guys it's been fun it's been a good episode here um we want to thank hayden for coming on it's thanks been for fun. asking absolutely so for our audio listeners and our viewers here on YouTube. We thank you guys. We ask you, you'll continue to show us support here on the channel, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all those platforms. And a quick little plug for my music. You can find me moon high, Spotify, Apple music, all those platforms. I have some new songs coming your way very soon. Um, special song, first song of the year dedicated to my brother. So um, you can look forward to that um, and you can stay tuned with uh, my music pretty soon sometimes i'll put them in the description a link to our stuff also jake and i do a live show on the stereo app if you guys haven't checked out stereo it's a really awesome app where you can do live podcasts and it's really simple and you can engage with the audience they send in their own you know audio messages and questions and it's just a fun time so i'll put that link in the description as well um every wednesday at about 6 p.m um we go on there and do a live show, but we'll be back next week to give our episode three of Falcon winter soldier episode three review. And that'll be great as well. Jake, anything you wanted to add or 
Should I should I put yeah. mine in there? Yeah, go on YouTube and search JR it. Pokemon Trainer, and you'll see all these awesome videos of me playing Smash Bros. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, guys. It's been fun here at the Starfighter Podcast. We're signing out, but we will be back next week. And again, you can find us on Stereo this coming Wednesday, 6 p.m. We will catch you later. Bye.